Hello, I'm Fern Cotton and this is Happy Place, the podcast that delves into the lives of others, sees what makes them tick and how they overcome those stressful times. Over the next few weeks, I'll be visiting the happy places of so many amazing people in order to find out what makes them happy and what a first pair of guests I have for you. It's Tom Daly and his husband, Dustin Lance Black, talking all about their beautiful news that they're about to become parents. I had no idea what to expect going into that scan. I remember feeling quite nervous, but excited about what was going to happen. And you may even hear a little bit of an exclusive as well. What a way to kick off the series. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, here's the show. Today, I'm off to meet a couple who are lovely. They are leading figures in their respective careers, and they're about to embark on a very personal and exciting journey. They're about to become parents. I'm talking about Tom Daly and his husband, Dustin Lance Black. There's been some brilliant, well-wishing, gorgeous... Uh, response to their news but also some rather ridiculous and archaic opinions thrown about as well so it's their chance to talk about this today and for me to find out a bit more about their own happy place in regards to this really special and exciting news so let's go and knock on the front door and get a cup of tea hello Hi, Tom and Lance. Hello. Hi. Thank you for welcoming me into your absolutely beautiful home. You know, you're very welcome anytime. On a very nice evening as well. It's I know, the so sun good. is setting, it's nice and colourful in the sky. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And first up, congratulations on your beautiful news. Yay, oh, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Very is it still much. slightly sort of sinking in? No. I mean, for us, it's not really news. It's been. Trying not to say anything about it because when you uh, be- like know that you're becoming parents, you just want to shout about it because it's so it's one of those feelings like I've never ever felt ever before in my life, and it's been so ex- it's been it's been a long process, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's uh, no accidental children in this world. You know, there's no glass of wine, good night, mm. and then a baby nine months later. So this has been like, I mean, for, gosh, what uh, off and on. Two and a half years. Since 2015. Yeah. Was that the first time you had talked about it or when you actually started actively getting into the process? That was actively getting into the process. So you've been talking about this for oh a way longer. Oh, yeah. Sure. We had the like names for our children within a week of knowing each other. Yeah. We true. knew from the beginning we wanted a family, right? Yeah. I mean, we broke like every first rule date there is. I think we talked about <laughs> marriage yeah. for sure. And then named our children. I mean, if we weren't both into it, it would have been very, very creepy. Like, it would have been the <laughs> yeah. creepiest Looking bike back ride on it of now, all time. I'm like, oh my goodness. But when like... you know, you know. But we've yeah. settled on the name. We're using, you know, the name that we decided oh, on. Oh, yeah. You've stuck with it. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. So lovely. I know. So you've chosen the route of surrogacy. Yes. Why was that the right option for you? Because try as 
we did and have, we just couldn't get pregnant on our own. <laughs> and every, <laughs> uh, I mean, every, every effort was yeah, made. Let I'm me tell sure. you. I mean, I, we, we can both speak to this. We, cause we have long debated how we'd build our family. I think part of it flows from, uh, and you have to excuse me if I get a little emotional during this, not only is it an emotional subject, but I just got off a red-eye flight from Los Angeles. <laughs> we'll forgive um, you. Both of us have lost our family members, parents, at an early age. I think that teaches you from a very early age that there's a connection to the past and to your future when it comes to family, that children can help connect to that. And there was just something for both of us where we, we felt deeply that we'd like to complete that connection first when creating our family and to have a biological connection to our past to bring that into our present and to let that grow into the future at least at first for the first couple and then you know I I, I've said many times that I would like to look into adoption in the future but that has its challenges as well I mean that's not an easy process for LGBT people in the world right now so you have to know that you're strong enough to bear the hurdles there God knows I've watched uh, my best friend in the world has tried with his husband for years now and twice um, had a child come into the home uh, and had that child taken away because a a blood relative of that child found out that a gay couple had adopted the child and decided that wasn't okay with them and took the child back. And that's an all too common story in a nation that's very accepting of gay Mm. adoption. So... You have to make sure you're up for that. Yeah. So it's, um, I think our gut said surrogacy would be the, the first way to go. Uh, but even then, I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a process. And of, I, course it's a it is, of course it is. Of course, on every level, emotionally and, and, and time-wise for you and, um, and, and investigating what that's going to be like. How has that process played out for you and what has it been like? I mean, I had no idea how surrogacy works yeah like I was very much you know just assumed that it was the person that was having the baby it was going to be their eggs used and that was just how it was and we did so much research into how it was going to work and we went in for our first meeting where they explained it all and I remember just being completely blown away to think that you know when I came out and when I told my mum and when I told the rest of my family that I was in love with Lance and we were together. The first thing that always worried me was that I was never going to be able to have children. The thought of not being able to have children, it it made me really sad and it made me think like, what am I going to do? Like I've always wanted a family. So that's when we started looking into surrogacy um, and we were explained how the whole process worked in terms of finding an egg donor and then finding a surrogate. And this process like it has taken us years to get to a point where we have a surrogate because to go down the route of surrogacy, you have to really, really, really want a child. Of course. And we've never been so sure about anything in our whole entire lives to start a family. And what's your relationship then with the surrogate that you're working with and that you're using? You know, one of the things, I'm not going to lie, I've read a couple of the tweets and there's some big misconceptions out there about what this process is. I've never heard of someone who does not know their surrogate and doesn't know them well. Mm. I mean, a part of the process is either choosing someone who you know and love, who you trust, 
uh, to do this, who you have that relationship with, which is a loving familial relationship that doesn't end when the pregnancy is over, or you have to build one like that. And without exception, the folks I know who may have met their surrogate in the process, which is a year-long or years-long process, end up with a very close relationship with their surrogate. The women who are willing to do this and to give this gift uh, to both gay and straight couples who can't on their own have children, there is a a love and a warmth and a generosity and a kindness that's difficult not to fall in love with. Of course. Right? And we certainly have that with ours. Mm. And uh, we do love her very much. I don't want to give too many details because she has asked not to be named publicly. We need to respect that. And I hope the press will respect that, that that's her wish. But you get, you know, they become family. And I've never heard of a case that wasn't like that. Uh, but this is a person who we love and are incredibly She's so lovely. We're incredibly grateful for. So once you've had the baby, what would her relationship be within your family setup? Would she be classed as as a friend, as a family member, as a, a special someone to you all? How would that play out? I think for us, I think when we've talked about it in the past, we've always said that we'd be very open and honest with our child because if they ask questions and they want to know how they came into this world, then you just have to be very clear and share the experiences that we've had. I mean, I've been writing down a diary of every single step that we've gone through so that I can explain it to our child. But once the child is born, it's up to the parents how much or how little the surrogate stays involved. But for us, we are, we love her so much that I can't imagine not you know saying anything or not actually ever seeing her again because we want her to be part of the journey of the kids growing up too i mean it's a it's an interesting thing isn't it because it's um biologically genetically the surrogate has no connection because you are using the father's sperm or a sperm donor depending on the situation or an egg donor and then she carries the Mm. this child there's been all sorts of opinions about what you're doing in articles written and some people will bat about the word mother in regards to your surrogate is that appropriate how how, would you, how do you see that no it's not appropriate no. she doesn't technically and scientifically she does not have any genetic there's no biological connection but also what is a mother i mean i was raised by a stepfather he had no genetic relation to me hmm. he was more of a father to me than my biological father ever was. Mm. What is a mother and a father? Mm. I think they're the people who decide they're going to dedicate their lives to raising you as best they can. Mm. Uh, And that's not always the person who has that blood relation who even gave birth, sadly. In this case, we've entered into this knowing full well what everyone's role is, and we will be this child's fathers. Have a very loving and loved and cared for home, which I think is... The most important thing above all else is showing how much you love a child and how much you do anything for them and care for them and support them in anything that they choose to do. And if we called her up and said, would you be a mother to this child? She would think we were nuts. Of course. She's like, no, (laughs) no, no. sign up for that. Yeah, (laughs) we were very clear about what this was. That's not what this is. Yeah. It's not that anyone can just do this either, whether it's an 
egg donation or a surrogate, they go through rigorous uh, counseling and uh, treatment. How do you stay focused on this excitement and that love and not get sidetracked? Lance, you said a moment ago, you know, you have seen tweets and some of them will be of an archaic and slightly ridiculous nature. How do you stay focused on just that happiness and joy and not worry about other people's opinions? I mean, it's difficult because you see stuff online and we know that we have wanted a kid more than anything in the world ever since I can remember growing up like the thought of having a kid was the most exciting thing in the world to me and especially going down he has an entire drawer downstairs filled with baby clothes this is that by the way that he's been collecting since we met and before like I've always like Uh, that for me coming out as I said before was one of the most difficult things to get my head around is about making a family and having children and I think there's lots of people in the world that don't necessarily want a child, but they end up having a child. And for us, wanting kids so badly and being like, there's so much love that we've been brought together and brought closer than ever before. Because to think that we are expanding our family is like one of the most exciting things. And when people, you know, judge about us using a surrogate and all that kind of stuff, but there are lots of people in this world that, can't have kids whether it's due to like fertility issues or health issues whatever it may be and I don't think there would be as much drama as if it was a straight couple take Kim Kardashian for example she used a surrogate for her latest child and there wasn't any issue with it so for us there is a element of difference in the way that we've been treated in terms of having a surrogate I do find it really shocking And I'm not easily shocked. I mean, I've been in the LGBT rights battle for a long time Mm. now and and faced a lot of discrimination. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the South, Mormon, Texan. Uh, It hasn't been an easy path. And I've gotten quite used to that. I enjoy the conversations. I I enjoy trying to correct the record. I generally know, like, when there's going to be some friction uh, you know, if I walk into, you know, a church in the South with Tom, I think there's probably going to be a conversation to be had. Usually it goes quite well, by the way. I think mm. you look people in the eye and they see it for what it is. And, and quickly the fear turns into understanding, which can even turn into love. I was shocked to have this response to us having a child. So why do because you think it is? Because it's not it a new... It's, I have I know. Why, why? Because, you know, you're really right in saying that, Tom, that you have been treated very differently to someone like Kim Kardashian and other heterosexual couples that will have gone down this route. So why do you think people are so quick to judge and why do they, have, why do they feel the need to have that say? I think especially with Kim Kardashian, people almost felt sorry for her for the fact that, oh, no, like, she's not able to have a child because of health reasons, how lovely it is that a surrogate has been willing to do that. But then for every other gay couple that is not able to have a child, but desperately would love to have to bring up a child, just like any heterosexual couple, we have been treated quite differently. I wish I could just go finish the bookcases that I'm building our child downstairs right now. But there's a little moment I think we have to step out of the bliss and be vigilant and correct the record, and let people know what this really is. Because it won't be the last gasp if we're not vigilant about it, if we don't correct the record, if we don't inform people who are misinformed. And that's the best I think we can do. 
for what it's worth, me saying my bit, you know, I have looked at bits and bobs that's been written about you guys and there is a heap of brilliant, gorgeous stuff. But the people that I think don't look into what's really going on and will make very quick assumptions about, well, where's the mother, where's the mother figure? I think, again, don't you just have to get back to the fact that you're two loving parents and just to say there's a heterosexual couple that have had a kid doesn't mean that's going to work out and that's going to be the perfect family setup. And I th- think people's focus is completely off on that one. What, what are your thoughts well, on it, Well, you know, I, I've always been so curious about it because I'll tell you, during the marriage equality debate in the United States, which I was really involved in, uh, we had to go to a trial. Um, and both sides, pro uh LGBT families and against had to come into court and testify under oath, share the science. And the science was overwhelming that, in fact, gay and lesbian parents, uh, because of the rigorous screening we have to go through and testing we have to go through and that we don't have accidental children, outstrip straight parents in terms of how the child performs. It's just science. And it's not because we're even better parents. It's just because there's not many accidents running around. Mm-hmm. Right. That we can, as two people of the uh, same gender, raise a child. And, and in fact, what's really helpful is having more than one in the home. So that you can, like with us, I plan on taking a good long time off. And I'm getting a lot of work done between now and our due date so that he can continue to train. And the child can have the attention. So it left me really curious. And I did it about what is this coming from? What is the fear? What is the idea? What if some people think that the child's going to be missing? And so I actually sat down to coffee with Maggie Gallagher, which would be news in the United States to hear that. Maggie Gallagher led uh, the case against marriage equality in the United States. And she reached out to me and said, would you have coffee with me when you're in New York? And the case is well settled now, marriage equality across the United States. It's what I like to do with people who don't agree with me is you sit down and you have a lovely little chat and you might find out where the disagreement lies. Yes. And with her... She was really surprised to learn that I have a lot of women in my life. Why was that surprising to her? Well, because that's, I guess that's been her experience or her perception. I'd have to ask her again. Mm. I think that would only be fair. But that gay men mostly just hang out with men and not many women. And that perhaps lesbians hang out mostly with just women and no men. And that if you have a child in that environment, they're not going to be exposed to people of a different gender. A different perspective, which is valuable. And so I had to sit and tell her, I was like, you do know, like, almost every single person in my life, except Tom, is a woman. <laughs> like, from agents to managers to business managers, yeah. they run my world. There are a lot of women in our lives, and certainly it'll be the same for our child's life. Mm. That influence will be there. Mm. Because I do think there is something very special about mothering. Mm. And... And that will be there for our child in ample ways. Mm. Um, Because gay men don't just hang out with gay men. Mm. And lesbians don't just hang out with lesbians. And that was eye-opening for her. She was genuinely surprised. Mm. Um, And and I think perhaps, it's hard for me to understand that she had that perception, but I think perhaps some people who are making these comments and saying these things might also have that same perception. That's a very good point. And maybe if I had that, you know, if that was true... I'd be like, well, that kid is getting cheated, you know, and I think a woman's perspective is incredibly valuable. It's true of any kid, isn't it? You want that child to grow up with so many interesting and well-informed people that can help guide them. And it isn't, you know, it's like that kind of 
the village raises the child. It's not just the parents, it's your community, it's exactly. your friends, it's your family. It's so important that that emphasis is there. And perhaps in the modern world, we have put less importance on that. And it is just about mum and dad. And actually, it can be a whole different setup. It can be dad, dad, and your family and friends. It can be mum, dad, and all of your girlfriends. It can be aunties, uncles, grandparents. It's it's and by creating the way, that. That's not just the new normal. That's always been the normal. Yeah, yeah. That is the norm. We all do all we can to raise a child. Mm. And it's very, very rare that mm. you can have a mother and a father and everything goes perfectly to plan no, and they no, both stay no. healthy and they both stay in love. Mm. We know all too well that even in a family with all the love in the world, you can lose a parent. The norm is you do everything in your power to raise the child mm. right. The people who are helping raise the child, it ends up being hopefully the parents, but also that community of people who support that child. It has to be. And I think also as parents, you want to know that you can say, can I have help? Can you help me? You know, even if it is on a good day, just, I just want some more people involved in this. Yeah. I just want, you know, I think most parents feel like that all of the time. It, it, you want to expand it and make it feel like a little team that you've created of people that you trust and love. Exactly. And, and that's so important. And undoubtedly, you've got so many people gagging to be chosen <laughs> to be part of that gang as well. Bring it on. Bring it, yeah, on. Yeah, bring it on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So, so going back to this, and this may change when you become parents, who knows, but currently in your lives, what do you do to unwind, to find your happy place, to get more balanced and grounded in a very exciting yet hectic world that you live in with high pressure careers and now about to start a family? Yeah, I mean, for me, something that I've always found that helps me get to like a happy and calm place is, well, one is to do yoga I find yoga to be one of the most um, it's one of the best things that I can do for my diving physically in terms of stretching and having the flexibility and all that kind of stuff but not only that the calm and it leaves you feeling so peaceful and you feel so much you have so much more energy you feel energized and ready to take on the day if you do it, well it can be as little as 10 minutes to an hour of yoga where you can just you know be with yourself and be able to have that calm perspective I know that might change with a child and be running and like screaming and all that kind of stuff. But having that time, I think is really important. But other than that, I love to cook and mm. cooking gives me that very methodical and gives me the chance to just switch everything off. Bar the diving, Tom, we are the yes. same person. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't dive for shit, yeah. but I love yoga and I love cooking. Again, yeah. they are places for me where it just and that doesn't change when you become a parent no. I think you just try and do it more yeah, if you can. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stress you out more because it means more cooking I'm yeah. going to stress yeah. you out I'm going to lay little yeah. traps yeah 
What about uh, you, Lance? What's your go-to uh, place? Well, it depends where I'm at. So in, in Los Angeles, I go for hikes. And we go for hikes together. If you can do like a 40-minute to a one-hour walk, mm. leave your cell phone at home. Mm. Um, or you go on a hike where there's no reception. Uh, that, it not only clears my mind, it sort of sparks imagination. Getting out of the house and taking a walk has always been my way of giving myself perspective in my work. So I guess, I hope that it also works with family. Get a baby Bjorn. They're the best things in the world. You can walk with oh, the baby. Oh, my husband the baby. loves the baby Bjorn. Our kids are too big now, but that was his favourite thing ever. Really? Because you're so close to the baby too. And the baby snoozes and you can just get out and about and walk for ages. It's gorgeous. Definitely. Get one. I'll buy you one. It's my involved. gift to you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so going back to, this has been a very long process for you, but... The more recent picture we've seen of you is holding that dreamy little scan, which for any parent is one of the most oh thrilling, exhilarating moments of your life. Should what have seen was us that, in that like? I had no idea what to expect going into that scan. I remember feeling quite nervous, but excited about what was going to happen. But being able to sit there and have our surrogate have this scan happen and you see where the OB was touching, you know, pressing and like the baby was moving and like trying like, like what's going on (laughs) and like just to see your child move and just to think like, you know, in not very long now, like there's going to be, Screaming, crying, sleeping, pooping machine. <laughs> yep. you know, around, <laughs> Lots so. of poo. Yes, exactly. What sort of parents do you think you'll be? Oh, all I can say is that I know that we'll do our absolute best to try and raise our child the way that, you know, our parents helped, well, raised us. And the fact that, you know, it's surrounded by love and support. And I know Lance didn't necessarily have the same upbringing, but being able to have love, be surrounded by love, and I think that's the most important thing. Well, I did, you know, I didn't have... Well, your mom was in, yeah, incredibly Yeah, I mean, I had, I, I had the most incredible mom on the planet. I dare anyone to challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I had a wonderful stepdad at a certain point. And I felt the difference between a house that was struggling with, you know, I, I for a time there, both my biological parents, and that was not a happy place. And then once we had a happy home, what a huge difference that made. And, you know, my mom, I'm going to probably, I learned from my mom, like my mom and I would sit on the couch and cry at every like card ad, every commercial, every like anything that was sentimental. We'd weep. I'm going to be the same way. I'm going to be crying at the silliest things. That first poop, I'm going to probably burst into tears and be like, our baby pooed. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're already emotional, when you have kids, my goodness, it ramps it up. It, that's, really? It's just bizarre. Yeah, everything is a hugely brilliant emotional moment. It's it's crazy. You obviously decided to announce your news with that lovely picture of your scan. Do you think you'll continue to, you know, you said earlier you'd like to sort of share the journey so people sort of understand surrogacy and understand what you're going through. That came from, uh, we saw on Instagram a mother-to-be with her scan yeah, mother and her husband. Yeah. yeah, holding their picture and the look in their face. And I, and I, th- I, and I just shared with Tom, like, oh, maybe we should, you know, do that. I mean, you want to share it with the world at a certain yeah. point. And, and why treat it like a secret? And uh, the thing with our wedding, we were a little secretive because we didn't want to have people showing up who we didn't know. I mean, that our food budget would have gone through the yeah, roof. Yeah, I, like, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with this... 
I don't think there's anything to hide. And so we're just at every step of the way, we just remind ourselves, hey, let's just do this how what our gut says, how we would do it if, you know, the papers didn't want to talk about Tom. And uh, and so that was one that we just our gut said, hey, let's share this. Let's share it. Going on to work, you are both insanely busy and insanely successful in your chosen field. How do you think your routine and lifestyle will change once you are parents? And, and how do you plan to kind of make it all fit and work? I mean, everything's going to change. Every parent that I've spoken to has always been like, you're not ready for the lack of sleep. You're not, you're just not ready. <laughs> I prepared last night. You last did. Night, yeah. The jet lag I've got out. one hour. Yeah, Lance is good at flying and not sleeping. So yeah. You know, we don't know how that's going to be. And I don't think any parent can tell what's going to happen until it happens. You know, I'm going to be ready to, you know, take some time to like away from diving to be able to, you know, have the first, I guess you could say paternity leave um, Mm -hmm. to be able to really bond with our child. And we're very lucky in the fact that Lance works from home. So he's able to um, well able to be around the child a lot. And then, you know, I'm only just down the road at the aquatic center. So I'll be able to leave, come back and, you know, I guess we just figure it out. <laughs> you don't really know. Because you're you training for the 2020 Olympics now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, the training never stops. We go in four year cycles. We train day in, day out and work as hard as we can for that one moment every four years, uh, which is why now watching the Winter Olympics, it's so you know, it, it got everything going through me. It's like, oh my goodness, they're, they've trained so hard for this one moment and I feel every single thing that they're feeling. But lots of parents within the sport of diving that I know, um, like for example, David Badaya and other parents that have, and Victor Minibai, have their couple of divers that have got kids and they're diving like massively improved. Really? Because, yeah, because they said that they're, their focus day in, day out wasn't mm. just about diving. It's not like you come home, think about diving, you eat, diving, sleep, and all you're dreaming about is diving. When, when you've got a big distraction, like a child on your hands, you're able to, like almost like the training is the escape part, and you're able to stand there and focus on what you need to do. And then when you get home, it's crazy chaotic again. You're not able to have that mentally draining experience of just thinking about your sport all the time. Mm. So, I mean, who knows if it will go that way, ah. but... We will see. Yeah, you just make it work, don't you? Yeah. And, you, you know, as you say, no parent goes into this knowing how they're going to feel, what's going to happen. Everyone's mm. winging it. Exactly. Everyone's winging it yeah. every single day because it's just, it's the unknown, isn't it? Just unfolding within each second. Mm. And and that is exciting slash nerve-wracking. What is the overriding emotion right now as mm-hmm. you sort of end the, the, the surrogacy part of the journey? I'm slightly nervous about the birth situation just because I think I've watched too much one born every minute (laughs) the worst idea before you have a baby (laughs) and just what just I don't know it's I think that is the the scary part but then at the same time it's so exciting to think you know all, all we've been doing is going around like shopping and looking for you know things that we can get our baby and it's I think right now it's just pure excitement and and preparation. and preparation and mm. a lot of preparation what's that been books or just getting the nursery ready or what's been yeah. that process yeah the nursery ready and i had i mean i i we were both raised in a way where our families i mean you know built everything themselves and so like if you look if you look in the room now uh i i remember as a little kid 
um, going up to the bookshelves and the bed and, and realizing, oh, my mom did this. She varnished this and stained it. And you could see the drip marks and that it was meaningful. Like, I loved that. I was like, my mom loves me. And I can tell because it's not quite perfect, that bookcase. And, uh, and so that's, been, that's what I've been doing downstairs is building uh, the nursery, like not just assembling the nursery. And, and so that to me is an important thing and a place to put my nervous energy. You know, and then uh, asking a lot of questions. Mm. I mean, one of the nice parts about having a, a surrogate and, um, is she, and if it's not giving too much away, she knows what it is to have a child and has kind of helped us through it. And, and she's been there for us in a, in, a, in a really loving and supportive way. So it's answered a lot of those questions. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, kind of in, maybe in the same way as diving. Like every filmmaker I know who has kids makes better movies. And I think part of that is your central focus is no longer fiction. It's really real. And I, I'm, I'm so eager to have my eyes opened in the way that my, you know, the, the filmmakers who admire have their eyes opened. I, I want to be in that club, <laughs> you know. And I think that it takes the focus off of self, uh, which is really wonderful, particularly for an artist. And then, and then I, I also have started to relive so many of my own childhood memories already, like already, I keep thinking back to my mom and going, how did she trick us all into being her servants? <laughs> like those lists of yeah. chores, right? And I, and, she was so, and I was like, I completely fell for it. I remember mm. the list of chores, and there were the things I would do, and there was the things my big brother could do. And she was like, when you're eight years old, you'll get to vacuum. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to be eight. <laughs> I'll get to vacuum, vacuum, I can vacuum. my kid. Yeah. yeah. No, it completely worked. That's and I was genius. like, what was she doing? Mm. In that time, little hot cocoa on the back porch. I love that. What a fabulous idea. Have you been absolutely bombarded with advice from other parents? Because that can be a good thing, but it can be quite overwhelming to sort of try and distill what mm. bits you actually need and what bits yeah. are just people's nostalgia being thrown at you. <laughs> I think lots of people throw stuff at you. And I think when people talk to you about a child they often remember the best parts and also the worst yes, parts and yes. not just the everyday stuff mm. so it is interesting to hear lots of people's different opinions and what you should do what you shouldn't do and then other people have completely contradictory opinions and it's kind of like and then every conversation always ends with but you'll figure it out and every child's different so mm. it's like you can read everyone said you can read as many books as you like think that you prepared and you know everything and then there's going to be something that's going to make it completely different to what you thought was going to happen. So we've also been around, I mean, a lot of kids in our time. Like, it's not like, uh, mm. like your cousin just had a baby and, and she's been around a lot. And, you know, I've been, I've grew up surrounded by lots of babies and had a little brother. And so we sort of know like the practical, just how do you do certain things we've done? But it's just living full time is, you know, like any first time parent have no idea what that's going to be like yeah. until we and we're get to super it. lucky to have Tom's mom. Mm. Yeah, my mum is Ooh. beyond herself. I bet excited. she is thrilled. Yes, she was like when we first told her that we were going to have a child. She Like, again, similar feeling to me. She was so overwhelmed with emotion and so excited mm. about the fact that you know, she was going to get a grandchild was like, she was so, so She's going to be a granny. I know. She wants to be called oh, Nana. Nana. Yeah. 
She's going to love that role. So my <laughs> yeah. mum loves being a granny. It's yeah. the best. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Babysitting, all that jazz. I know. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. My mum's going to love Expand it. Expand the house. Just yeah. Build a Get room. Get a little annex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, do you know the sex of the baby? If people... You don't have to say yes or no. It's an option. Yeah, we do. Mm. If people look closely at the post that we did, you'll be able to see it. Oh, I hadn't looked yeah. close enough. Yeah. And lots of, lots of people have been asking us, but yeah, we're going to have a little boy. Oh, yeah. I didn't think you were going to say that just then. That's <laughs> yeah. really wonderful yes. to hear. Yes. Yeah, you find, out, you find out at the scan. Well, you find out because they, they zoom in on every little body part. <laughs> and then one of them, they don't call it the biological part. They just have a little arrow that says boy. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. Little, you can't miss it. It's a protrusion. Yeah. <laughs> you can't miss it. Wow. So, yeah. yeah no, and how was, that's exactly. a big moment. I didn't find out either time with my kids until they were born because we managed to avoid that in the scan somehow. And I'm oh. not sure how, but we did. But when you find out, it is a bit of a game-changing moment. And I'm assuming, so I haven't experienced it like you have, knowing that early on in the situation that you're going to, to have a boy or a girl. Did it make you think differently about the situation, differently about how you might parent the child, how you might no. have your family set up work? I mean, not for me. We were like, you know, whatever the gender of the child, we were just so excited just to have... A child, I like I was just convinced, and not for any good rational reason, <laughs> that it was a girl. Really? Yeah. Mm. And then, so the news, I was a little shocked. I didn't believe it for a minute. But yeah. I also think it's not. Can I be as as disappointed as I've been in some of the reaction here in the UK? And it's really around just having a child. I've been really impressed and proud of people not being super obsessed. Of course, people are curious. And they want to know, but not super obsessed over the identity of the child based on just their gender. And mm. I was just like, well, that's great. Well, that, fe- that actually feels like some progress, you mm. know. And it'll be a boy and, or a girl and there are, you know, differences there. But it doesn't mean we have to paint the whole house pink or blue. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Well, you know, I've got a boy and a girl and I think once you've sort of experienced that, you don't think about the gender at all. You just hone in on the personality and Mm. how different they are. And that sets the tone of everything way more than gender ever could because it's a little personality that comes into your life. And that's the bit that's changing the energy of the family. And that's the bit that's pushing your boundaries or, you know, making your heart swell with love more than anything. And it's, that's all the unknown and the massively exciting bit that takes time to it. To unfold in your life as well. Are you going to come help us? I would love to. Sorry. Do you know how much I love babies? Yes. We should come back and do a podcast in yeah. about oh, two years and, and say, baby. let's think how it's going. You know what? It, they obviously do all that sort of thing, scream and poo or whatever. Yeah. But as you say, it's about the love and mm-hmm. you're going to become parents and it's the most exciting thing that you can ever do as, oh, a, as a couple. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and I know there's been one question that lots of people have been asking about who the biological father is and that's something that we've been very adamant about not knowing and Mm. not ever wanting to know because there are children Mm. and that is the long and and we did it it. and we did it in a way where we can uh not know for as long as we'd like to not know yeah Yeah. well that's again at your discretion that's that's Mm. the thing i think again 
some people forget is that you know this is all new for you and and it's up to you how much information you do offer or mm. how much you choose to to withhold and let's hope that everybody respects that because this is just a beautiful moment for you both and so exciting the majority of people <laughs> are over the moon like I am yeah um, it's so exciting <laughs> thank you so much for your time today and hearing your wonderful news thank I you just for coming. wish you all the love and luck with this brilliant next chapter of your life it's so exciting to be able to talk about it with other people like it's (laughs) we are are so excited so you are one of our first chats outside of our immediate family oh i'm really honored so thank you thank you so much thank you oh my god i love them too much adorable and i'm over the moon for them again congratulations to tom and lance so that's it for episode one if you liked it and want to hear all the great people we have lined up and they are great you can subscribe for free using a podcast app or on spotify and if you think a friend will enjoy the show tell them don't keep it to yourself share the love A massive thanks to Tom and Lance. Thanks to our producer, Matt Hill at Rethink Audio. And of course, to you lovely people for listening. See you soon.